0: Bum, bum, nah, ah, ah,
1: bum, 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 bum ah, in the real world ah, 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 ah. Bum with bum cars and houses and bum time bum. there ah, lived two Bohemian housewives with deep Midwestern roots.
0: And then one day
1: They were airlifted And dropped Into the middle Of Crown Heights, Brooklyn These Are Their Stories
0: Dr. Claver
1: it's I love you very much, and I love you. A
0: beautiful duet. It's so <laughs> wonderful to duet with you every time.
1: really just making music, loving oh, really. the life. Really,
0: yeah. I do. I have always wanted to mm, be a, a musician. I always, I feel, I'm, I'm sad that that's not, yeah, in my repertoire. Yeah, it makes me really grieve. Grieve. Me too. big grieve- grievances. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I have zero skills besides, mm. like, maybe, like, writing lyrics. Sure. I could do that sure. part, right? Sure. But actual musical skills, no. I don't have that part of it at all in any way. And I think it is the one thing that, like, if I
0: could do something else, that's what I would do. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I think something that improv taught me, and I mean, a multitude of things, but one of the things was that I could... Sorta. Not just everybody. Bear with me here, but like that, I could sort of sing, and that in certain tones or keys or something, I could th- I could carry. A- I wasn't this like terrible singer mm. that I had always thought that I was. Aww. I always always. But I was like forced into situations where I had to like I was aerial, and I was like had to mm. go in and look at the stuff, and mm-hmm. isn't it neat, and the whole thing. Like it was the only option on the stage to yeah. do, and I had to like belt it out, and would be, and I realized. Kind of like a like a Broadway kind of tone is really good for me. I'm really able to like belting it out and Can carrying you it. It's just like i like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to hear it. <laughs> and I'm I don't know if we
1: could get a little. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? And
0: it w- <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. But I think the problem is, is that. Yeah, it's so like can it's so candy. Okay,
1: the problem is like I wish you had legs, but you have a
0: a tail. (laughs) No, that's not. It's like scale. Look at this stuff, isn't it neat? wouldn't you think my collection's complete? It's, like, dumb. You know what I mean? You can do, like, this (laughs) dumb Birdcage song. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my God. (laughs) But it's, like, you know, if I could, like, really belt it out. I mean, we already know that my voice is too loud on the microphones anyway. But standing on a stage, get, like... Going all aerial on everybody is yeah. very fun. Yeah,
1: I do find that when I'm like swimming in the ocean with groups okay. of women, people just everybody start belting yeah. the Little Mermaid uh-huh. out. Like that, it's song just a, it, that song in particular. That song in particular. It's like, um, yeah, I want to be yeah. part of that world. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. You just like stare. Got long gadgets
0: evening. and gizmos aplenty. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop. Don't <and> stop. <laughs>
1: Yo. You want
0: thingamabobs? I've got 20 I'll do the speaking part <laughs> But who cares No big deal I want more I want to be where the people are I want to see Want to see I'm trying to look back in the eyes when I do it Want to hide wanna my face. see okay. Want to see Okay, wait I wanna be where the people are. I wanna see wanna see' them dancing strolling around on that. What's that word again? v. <laughs>
1: Oh my god. I heard it though. I heard your little Disney voice. You know, you know yep. it's there. You had a little up Disney, where they walk, up where they, you know it's like yeah, really, you get yeah. it's
0: easy and it, once and you, you did do it. once I saw that I could do and it was that song in particular, once The Mermaid and Me came out, mm. I realized that like I could do I think I was pimped one, in improv you're pimped into doing something on stage, like mm-hmm. made to do, um, you know, a character or something, and I think I was pimped into being like Patsy Cline or something, and doing like, country was kind of easy, like all of a sudden these like different genres allowed me to know <laughs> that I could like, I wasn't horrible, I'm not saying I'm a good singer, but I am one of my 2 improv
1: singing career sounds a lot like Beyonce's Lemonade, you're just going with all the genres. Trying to give it
0: all just a little, t- just trying to let myself taste because there was taste, music, mus- musicality in myself and the desire to be musical.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's I, no I, shame in that. I've always no wanted shame. it so Admirable. badly, Admirable. all the time. Yep,
0: all the time. I, I, I actually once, um, I had, I learned about the Indigo Girls in eighth grade. <laughs> now we're friend. really going into it. <laughs> But we yep. decided that um, me and this friend of mine were going to do a, a folk duet. Nice. It was really the only time I had ever heard of any of this Closer kind of music. Closer to fine. Or... Yeah. We were doing, I think it was Galileo, too. Exact. Yep. the first song. And we were going to call our group um, uh, Moonshine. No, wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong. wrong. Earthshine. We were going to call it Earthshine. Earthshine. Which, Earth yeah. which is Earthshine, which is... Because uh, the
1: moon is the thing you expect to shine, but yeah. remember the well, Earthshine we, we were too. Like,
0: also in like astronomy class together where we learned about earth shine is when the light of the earth makes the dark part of the moon a little bit light so you can like when you can see a crescent but you can still see the other part it's mm-hmm. not totally blacked out that's earth shine that's earth and so we named ourselves that wow. and did a little Deep. Galileo thing it didn't last long we only did it in, her, in her living room but uh earth stays with me beautiful thank you <laughs> up where they walk
1: <laughs> this makes me oh, need to confess boy. that I saw the live action version of Beauty and the Beast tell me
0: about it how was it I have a lot of things to crush. I, I imagine it was incredible um, it was all the things about
1: it that sucked had to do with them like trying to make it different in any way. Uh-huh. But everything that was like exactly like the movie, uh-huh. the cartoon, original uh-huh. yeah. from 1991 or whatever was like amazing and perfect and just made you like grin from ear to ear. Uh. So a lot of it, you know, the songs are the same except for they have these new songs that are just like they're not even songs, they're kind of like spoken word or something. Okay. Like it's not good. That's not good. Anything they tried to change, except for, like, I guess they, you know, like, put people of color in the movie now. So that's a good thing, you sure. know. But everything else sure. they tried to change was just kind of a, a bad move. But Sure.
0: You just listened to the song; It was great.
1: And that's all you need. Right. And it's To like, be taken back. Yeah, it's a super happy experience. A.O. Scott in the New York Times was like calling the original a uh, nearly perfect movie, and he was like, I almost didn't recognize the feeling that I had when I watched The New Beauty and the Beast. I think it might be called Joy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like jaded, That's mo- so jaded movie critic admitting that this movie like made him feel so happy. So yeah. Anyway, recommended. The songs we're talking about you know, the Disney
0: princesses Yeah, Disney we grew princess, up on. Yeah. yeah. That was Rachel's like number one favorite when she was like two and a half, three. So I was like Advanced. 12. Advanced. Like, yeah. And I was just about to be done. Mm-hmm. Like, Ariel was really prime. Like, that was great. Yeah. But I was always into Snow White the most, as oh, we've really. talked about before, yeah. mm-hmm. very early on. Yeah. But, um, but that was when I was really young. But, yeah, Beauty and the Beast, I watched a lot of. Yeah. Rachel dressed up like her a lot, too. She had her, like, little dress with the mm-hmm. poofy bottom. It was adorable. She'd wear it to the grocery store.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I guess I realized, too, like, Belle was, like, you know, this weirdo, like, bookish Right. Disney princess. Right. She doesn't really get to be a princess for most of the movie. Right. You know? Yeah. And so maybe that was, like, a nice thing for me to have when I was 11 or whatever. It's so
0: interesting. Yeah. I mean, fucking Disney, dude. (laughs) Fuck. I
1: know. It's problematic. It's so, there's (laughs) so many problems. (laughs) I know. I'm like,
0: I don't know if I can keep talking about this because I feel like there's so many things that, like,
1: I yeah, I haven't. haven't. They're trying. It's not always working, but they're clearly trying. They're giving
0: it a shot. Sure. Okay. Good for them. We wanted to give a quick thank you, Obama. Hey, thanks, Obama. Hey, uh,
1: President Obama, we just wanted to thank you. Hey, thanks, Barack Obama, for making sure that people with pre-existing conditions can still just sign up for whatever health care plan they want. And no one gets to ask them a question about that, for example. Thanks,
0: Obama. Hey, thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Thanks for... Mine is <laughs> thanks for <laughs> unbuttoning two of your buttons on your white button-down shirt now that you are not the president. You know what that I know says your only relaxed version could be one before, but now you got two going and a big grin and some shades, and I'm so excited. Thank you for that.
1: That says to me,
0: you're a regular citizen just like Lauren and I. You're, you are the best hanging out. And also slightly James Bondy. Mm, mm-hmm. You're like pretty James Bondy because you are <laughs> double Obama. Double Obama. Double <laughs> <laughs> yeah, O Obama. Yeah, you're like no, no, no. You gotta pause on the O and double O Obama. Uh huh. Yep. Pretty much. Double Obama. <laughs> oh man. So we just wanted to quickly tell him thank you. Thanks,
1: Obama, for making sure that mental health care was treated as
0: health care. And thank you for (laughs) taking a vacation and all the scuba diving you did. Scuba diving and and wakeboarding with a smile. When all the rest of us
1: were miserable, we're dying, you showed us. You showed us. Hey, sometimes you just gotta go on vacation. Sometimes you just you gotta just let used go to be present in the United States. You just gotta take a break. And now you're gonna like
0: go wakeboarding. <laughs> just chill for a while. Now you're gonna wake. because that job it. was hard. hard as fuck. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Thank you, President Obama. <laughs> we haven't forgotten about you. We have not forgotten about you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so what's been going on in New York? Well, it's great I was, to be here. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Um, yeah. Last night, I well, our lawyer had a birthday. Yes. So our lawyer Sean Sebastian, we love you. Happy hey birthday, Sean! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Sean has cats, so I couldn't go to the birthday party. Mm-hmm. But I did go out with my friend. Kyla and we went to a Korean joint at the Myrtle Broadway stop of the JMZ which is my old stop before I moved to Crown Heights and I lived there for two years like five and a half years ago I first moved to New York and I lived there and there was you know um not it was a very different vibe over there than it is here there were no coffee shops and wine stores and taco places and that kind of stuff it was just like corner stores and liquor shops pretty much it was yeah. just like not and a lot of residential areas but it wasn't like the like swanky hipster Brooklyn that one might think when you hear Brooklyn one in wherever dreaming of what Brooklyn might be in terms of like a hipster artistic I live in a loft or a star and New yeah, girl I mean, or something. Yeah, That's, when I, yeah. When I
1: am in Bowling Green, Ohio, myself, I remember sit it that and way. Think about <laughs> tacos and lunch. Yeah, sure. Not right. gonna lie.
0: Yeah, sure. So, uh, it is. It's different. It's still like the same. Like it still looks the same. You know, there's still a lot of the same shops there and the same spots. But like, we went to this Korean sp- spot. It was great. And then we went out to bars, and it was. Um, Completely wild to me because everybody in these bars were like probably a lot younger than me, white, bearded, bund, <laughs> low or high bund, beards and flannels. <coughs> 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 it makes me gag. Like yeah, clearly. <coughs> like <laughs> yeah. to the point like. Like I thought, that's what was happening when we moved here eight years ago,
1: and I thought it was gonna be
0: over. I didn't realize so... it was still like that. And like I know, Bushwick gets a bad rap for like that kind of like vibe of like dirty artist vibe, mm-hmm. rundown warehouse shows that are like illegal punk shows. Like I get it, but I didn't get that this is what was that it was this deep. At this point, I didn't... I thought that it was, like, reversing or something. Oh, and now it's entrenched. It's so entrenched. It's, like, that's not... the only way to look. That neighborhood was just so not like that. It was just very different when I lived there. And I know everything changes and blah, blah, blah. That's not something remarkable, but I was just... It was remarkable to me how many, like... We went to three different bars, not just one. And there were other options to choose from. Where, like, all young, hip, white folks were hanging out. In, like bed bushwick meeting point like it just it's I would I couldn't believe my eyes yeah. and I mean again I know that that's the story of New York and I know that that's like what locals talk about constantly and it's what I talk about in Chicago and change is crazy and gentrification is crazy and the whole thing but I was particularly uh, uh, horrified horrified and marred <laughs> forever by these, like,
1: it dirty, the
0: bearded, bunned white dudes who just stood in droves mm-hmm. next to each other in flannels and, like, different ways of holding their tecate. Oh, my God. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but it was. It was just like, damn. Like, like that's this, how you could tell them apart. It's like, yeah, this one holds it at the top. This one puts the whole fist around it. (laughs) This one's like bouncing it at the tip of his nose. Yeah, this one keeps it on the table next to him. This one doesn't hold it at all. This one... This one wears it as earrings. Yeah, this one puts it in his pocket. This one, it's like... It was just a lot. So that was shocking to me. Yeah. So then we went to this last bar that was... I loved. It felt like Wisconsin. It felt like, you know, a great... Bar Like, if I... I would love to know the bartenders and hey, that would be my spot. Like, it was a great spot. It really was. The Saturday night crew was... Or the Friday night... What it was Saturday night crew was not... The people that... You know, it was a lot of the same kind of bearded flannel, floppy, curly hair shaved on one side, oversized, whole sweater. Like, I just couldn't believe it. I just... I don't know. I just... I just couldn't believe all this youth and I just this youngness <laughs> of like going and like the ja- the leather jackets and the jean jackets with the sharpie, you know, drawings on the jean jacket. And it was like, it was like, this is our teenage outfits. Like, and I just, they were all around me in these like dirt on these oh, dirty bearded men. Maybe they were men. teenagers. They're close <laughs> to it. And then... The music was great. It was it was like just, oh, I don't go out like that. Like, I don't go out to Brooklyn bars. Like, I guess I go out to a bar maybe in the city. I used to go out in bars all the time after shows and stuff. But, like, it just blew me the fuck away mm-hmm. to be in this, mm-hmm. like, young Bushwick scene where I used to live my stop in between... Gabe's studio and my place it was like that we crossed it every day multiple times went grocery shopping at Mr. Kiwi all the time like here and now I'm just like bopping into different three different places with other options that we passed up Mm -hmm. it was shocking yeah the other thing about uh, that I wanted to bring up naturally was that when I was sitting um, on the banquette of this like old bar that I liked a lot that had this like Light up um like a uh, horses going, but the hair of the horses would it was kind of like a light bright. Ooh. but it was like a old school like big mural kind of Ooh. in between it was very Wisco very you know what I mean like mm-hmm. very kind of like hunting mm-hmm. spot, but not uh, da- like just old school carpet on the walls, wood paneling like yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. real perfect. And <laughs> <laughs> humid and humid uh, and you know yeah. it was really and there we were sit- sitting on a banquette. And I st- I um got my period,
1: <laughs>
0: and yep. I didn't realize it, and I thought it was just, like, another situation going on.
1: Do you think your body was saying, like, no, don't have sex with the guys in buns? Don't. Don't <laughs> do it.
0: No, I wasn't attracted to any of them. I like a man bun, too, but, like, this scene was just not my scene. I was not... And I like dirty and I like flannel. I like all the thing. To hear that? I did you hear Everybody? me, gentlemen? <laughs> I like dirty, I like Is that flannel, you? I like beards, Email us I it. like Real Housewives of bohemia but at I, gmail.com. But I don't like like standing like listlessly under the fan on your phone with your toccate, flipping your hair back and forth. Like I just can't with you. You know, it's a little too yeah. serious. It's just there's so much seriousness going on. I was very concerned. Oh, I'm going to get back to my period, but I was very concerned about this young girl (laughs) was probably in her 20s, but like kept leaving her jacket with her wallet in the pocket of the jacket on the chair, facing the crowd, like kind of near us. And the jacket kept falling. And I was very stressed and I realized how old I am. Like a 36 year old at the spar with all these young people no
1: I leaving think...
0: a puddle of blood which i did not realize was going to happen <laughs> literally there was no napkins anywhere leaving a puddle of blood on the banquet when i yeah walked out
1: i'm not trying to say that it's not about you being 36 cuz it very well might be that but i think it's also just like you're speaking like someone who has lived in new york for a long time and now you've seen the tides turn, and suddenly you're like, I would never leave my coat or my wallet. Or I would whatever. never. Well, because my fucking whole purse I, was stolen with my exactly. camera And so and was my everybody everything. else's Exactly. now. Exactly. Because whenever they did that, it was always exactly. stolen. And it's just like, yeah, you go to these other places. You go to Bowling Green, Ohio.
0: Stop, not the stuff.
1: That's right. You can, you know, you can like. Leave your wallet sitting on top of the bar for like an hour and forget about it. I saw my student do it the other night, and then be like, "Oh,
0: no, pick it up."
1: Mm-hmm. And it's like, it actually is a. It's not like it's the only place where you have to watch your back like that, but it's just one of those places where it's like you're not being paranoid. You do just have to like keep your shit in order, so nobody that's with from you. Under you,
0: yeah, yeah. I feel that is true. I think that there's definitely a. I've lived in New York a long time, vibe, but I also there was also a holy fuck.
1: Like many times, I gap. do
0: not go out, uh. and when I do, it's not to places like this. Although I would have lived here I think that was another thing it's like it felt I did live there and I didn't you know I lived in that exact like three blocks away from mm-hmm. that exact spot and like when I was 29 not when I'm 36 right. and like what does that mean and like if I was 25 total I mean I was hanging out in places like that but in Chicago mm-hmm. but like it just felt like it felt like it felt like rainbow or like you mm-hmm. know the back room at the California Clipper, or Roses, which was on Lincoln and Wrightwood, mm. which was uh, this, well, it's actually closer to Lincoln and Schubert, but she was this, like, 85-year-old woman who would just, like, open the front door when it was negative 10 and stand with just her dress on it's get so hot and just, like, air the whole place out. <laughs> it would be so hot in there and then get so cold. The best jukebox. Like, but anyway, it was like that kind of was constant, you know... Mm. It was great. I got to go back. I would go back there in a heartbeat, but I. I think we should go back. I, you would love it. On a field
1: trip. Oh, yeah. Whenever I see like. You would love it. Kitschy wood panel bars. I just like. The
0: light up horses galloping. I took a picture actually. I'll show it to you. It's. So, yeah. It. And it just made me nostalgic. Exacto. (laughs) It made me die of homesickness. Yeah. It made me nostalgic. It made me like nostalgic for my youth. It made me nostalgic for Wisconsin, Chicago, the Midwest, like being young like that and in bars and like mm. thinking that you're gonna like meet someone and that everything you're doing is important and like I don't know. I just it was it was yeah. a lot. Perspective. It was so intense. You got it was some perspective. perspective. In yeah, shit. yeah. You're getting some perspective. That's for sure. What's your perspective going on? Because you are you left. I mean. You're, you you yeah, left New York City. I no City. longer
1: have an apartment in New York City. Yeah. Even though I'm finding myself here. It feels like I come back all the time, but I guess this is only the second time.
0: Well, it's been frequently enough, so it's like
1: Yeah. Like yeah, in my like unconscious it feels like I just like come back here constantly. But maybe maybe I'm just like having dreams that are set in New York, so it That's feels like That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I actually Are you? Um, I think so, and I'm remembering now that I felt that way about L.A. to, like, even though, like, after I left L.A. forever and was, like, never going to go back after I graduated college, I think I've only been back twice ever since then, since 2003, but um, even as I say that, I'm like, that can't be right, that can't be right. No, there must be something else, because I think I've been back there right a million times like I think I've been back there regularly and constantly and that's just some like weird thing about like place that goes on in my psyche that I don't really understand where I think it must have to do with dreams and the unconscious where like once I've lived in a place I just like still live there in my mind well that's a lot so um, oh yeah that's a lot my mom was telling me today that she lost my phone contact she's like I yep. la- she's like Becca I lost all your contact information can you send it to me da 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 the only thing I have left in the contact is your address in Brooklyn and then she's like where are you right now and I was like in Brooklyn <laughs> it was very weird it was very trippy it was ma- like it was like a voice from the beyond or something yeah well and she
0: <laughs> also said because she was on speakerphone while we were all together Said that she couldn't erase your Brooklyn address. Did she? Didn't she yes, say that? You're right. She, she said she that. couldn't erase your Brooklyn address. Yeah. It was the only thing that was left, and she couldn't erase it. She was trying to get the new one in. And I was like, "Mom, that, that is that's deep. That's deep." You did say, "Mom, that's <laughs> deep." To that, because it was fucking deep. <laughs> that's deep. Yeah, Mom, that's <laughs> deep. that. Like, oh shit. Yeah, I gotta tell you about my ghost. Shit. I know. Yeah. It was okay. It was okay. It okay. was beautiful.
1: Yeah. So, you, you posted about this...
0: I only say this because it's another phone thing that's weird, that gives me a side via phone. Yeah. So... No, I've been wanting to ask. It I don't... I don't... We can... I don't want to, like... Okay. Um, it was the Equinox, and I'm trying, I'm trying to make some changes in my life, and I've been thinking about them for a while... And whenever I think about them, I kind of, like, put it into this space of, like, you know what? I'm going to do that at the Equinox. I'm going to start really doing some of those things at the Equinox. That's when things are really the change. So, like, all throughout the New Year, it didn't have to be, like, New Year's resolution. It could be, like, I'm going to do this at the Equinox. And so the Equinox was approaching, and I was kind of, you know, preparing to do some of these things. And I'm doing them in, in slow and steady ways. But, um... I wake up. I had had really bad sleep, and I woke up. And I was trying to find a picture of some like spring goddess or something for Instagram to put up and be like happy equinox. And I found a picture from like Disney's spring goddess, which I did not know existed. Um, no, yet. more Disney princesses. More Disney shit. So I just had to <laughs> say that. But so I go to Instagram to put up the picture. And in the, like, photo roll is that is the first one, and the second one is a picture of my grandma Sue, who is Rebecca, my stepmom's mom, who has passed, and she's, like, smiling really, like, gently and softly. That's my name, Rebecca Sue. Rebecca Sue, the double of that. Huh. Anyway. Anyway.
1: I can't believe I just admitted my middle
0: name. I know I can't believe impressive. it either. I wanted to
1: like impressive.
0: Yeah, I've come I know it. I've come I knew it, way, but baby. I knew I was never allowed to say it. <laughs> yes, I you have. Um, so there's Grandma Sue, like looking at me, and my whole body got hot, and I was like, "What is, what the fuck is this picture doing? Like, what is this? How is this in my phone? Mm-hmm. When did I get? Like, I didn't take this. I don't have this picture. Nobody sent this picture to me. It's like." The Equinox. So I look. It's been saved while I was sleeping on my phone while I was sleeping. What? And I get freaked out even more. That's when I, like, post about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm texting Rachel and Elena, my sisters, who that is their grandmother. And I'm, I am was like, this is Grandma Sue, right? Like, just making sure it's a picture. Because it... For, like, I was trying to explain it in any other way. I was like, is this, like, a picture of George O'Keefe? Like, yeah. I, Grandma Sue doesn't really look like George O'Keefe, but I just, like, was doing the... I was just like, is this... What is this? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, that's Grandma Sue. What's going... What is... what? What's going... Where's that picture from? And I was like, well, it just is in my photo album, so I don't know what it's going on, to tell you the truth. And then Rachel texts me and says, well, it's her birthday today. Mm. Uh-huh. March 20th is her birthday. Also the equinox. Mm-hmm. She also, like had health issues that I've been thinking a lot about in some of the, like, changes I'm trying to make. Mm -hmm. And so she's been sort of on my mind a little bit. And I'm thinking on March 20th, the Equinox, I'm going to, like, really start making some steps towards helping myself in this way. And I wake up and, like, one of the first things I see is her, like, face smiling at me. Hmm. And we realized that it was sent from our cousin's via whatsapp mm. but I don't I didn't open it mm-hmm. it doesn't get automatically downloaded in my thing No, none of the other pictures have ever been automatically downloaded yeah. there's tons of pictures in it because the other people see them but it just for whatever reason on that day, on that morning this picture that was sent via this app that I haven't opened in a month was saved into my thing weird crazy weird so your phone is you can't erase, or your mom's phone she can't erase you from Brooklyn, and, you get and my phone is giving me visitations. These crazy devices, yeah, you, know?
1: you never know what they're capable of. You know, you you never
0: know, but then all of a sudden you're just like, geez, Louise has a lot of info right away in the morning when you wake up, and <laughs> kind of mystically too. Oh gosh, and I should be thankful. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really so. That was that. That was my my thing nice but how is the vibration in like the energetic vibration in bowling green do you feel it's like sh- <laughs> yeah so very quiet
1: like i even live on a street with kind of like a lot of cars going by and my bedroom is facing the street and it's like the quietest thing you <laughs> have ever heard in your life.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like being in New York the last couple of days, there's just like trucks beeping and backing up everywhere at every hour of the day. Like none of that, just like the whoosh of cars. Yeah, like that. Uh-huh. Just like that. And that's, like, the only sound, because that's all anybody does is, like... Drive. Drive cars. Yeah.
0: What do you think about the psychic energy?
1: Hmm. Well, immediately I thought of the fact that it's a town built on a swamp. Uh Uh-huh. It was swampland that they decided to fill in... Okay. ...and build something. So I would call it, like, maybe wobbly. Wobbly psychic energy. Huh
0: interesting
1: yeah it's not
0: bad no it's just like wobbly has a lot of facets to it because mm -hmm. it's up and down and side to side and there's like so you Mm -hmm. can get to different things but it also
1: feels very flat like there's no there are no hills or anything it's very flat in every direction so maybe that's the tension it's Uh like pure flatness but you feel kind of wobbling okay Yeah. I love psychic energy. Thanks for the question. I live that answer. That's so good. What do you think the psychic energy is in Crown Heights, Brooklyn?
0: Hectic. I don't know. It's like, I think it's strong, Mm -hmm. but I, it, it, I don't, (sighs) it's not calm, but it's, it's I think there's a steadiness to it, but mm-hmm. there's like a earnedness to it that steadiness, I think, yeah, without that, it's without the earning it, it feels st- like static, not static, unmoving like static on the t v mm-hmm. static whatever comes up when it is unmoving anyway mm-hmm. yeah. I think powerful things can happen, but it's, like, there's so much noise Mm -hmm. that you have to, like, be super grounded and, like, bellowing with the intention, and that takes a lot of energy. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: That's what I think.
1: Yeah. I like the energy here. It's, like... Not crazy Manhattan, but there's still a lot of... Yeah, totally. There's a lot of stuff going on on the street every moment in every direction. And I kind of feel like in terms of like the swamp kind of thinking, you know, Crown Heights, Prospect Heights, like they have those names... For a reason. Mm-hmm. It's like we're at right. like the top of Brooklyn. <coughs> we are. That's why when. We're at the peak of Brooklyn. Yeah. hurricane
0: Yeah. Hurricane Sandy didn't affect us because we were high up. Mm-hmm. It's right That's there That's why there in was, the was no mm-hmm. flooding yeah.
1: for mm-hmm. us. So I think it's like, um, you know, in like a different type of civilization, people would like want to live here yeah. to be on high land. Yeah. To you see know? shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a PowerPoint, I think. I, yeah, I mean, not a PowerPoint presentation, sure, like, by uh, Microsoft, yeah. mm-hmm. but no.
0: a point of power. A point of power, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I love. I I'm so into it. I'm. I'm also. Yeah, I mean, you were talking earlier about a shift in perspective, and yeah, I mean, I. I All I I do is... I mean, I look at... um, I follow vegan restaurants in LA and crystal shops in LA on Instagram. It's crazy. And I wanted to move to LA before I auditioned to UCB. And then I got on a team at UCB without thinking that that was ever going to happen. And obviously, just had to stay in New York for that experience. And now I'm a year out of that experience. And I kind of just... Yeah, like, you know, obviously my podcast partner is living in a new space. I have... At most of the people that I considered my community is either in like San Francisco, LA, or other places. There's a couple people that like in six months from now that will be still in New York. But really, when I say a couple, I mean like two. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I, the shift of perspective, feel you know I've all I talk about taking uh crystal medicine seriously and having lemon trees and you know mm-hmm. always giving you hell about how much I love LA yeah. <laughs> but I like no, I do all feel that LA like
1: stuff sounds really good yeah yeah I think my experience of LA was just a yeah. little concrete jungle yeah concrete jungle <laughs> yeah. and like
0: I just feel like for comedy and and for for my life. I just have to I didn't have to live there the way that I had to live in New York. Mm-hmm. But now that I've been here, I'm kind of like, yeah, I got to go figure it out and see if I love it or not. And if I don't, I'm come I'll come back cuz I fucking love New York. Mm-hmm. The I love it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to choose it in a different way than I am right now. Mm-hmm. I think I came here with an obligation to like dream. The, to the dream I had like when I was little my stepmom yeah. Becca talks about it like you always talked about living in New York always my mom says that yeah. too, to me Yeah, and I remember it, but, yeah, yeah me too but yeah. you know yep. to know that to have that like heard it's you know anyway it's I can I can't I, the, the prospect of even consider considering leaving is but I know
1: what you mean like I think we're getting lot. to that age like yeah. that point in our lives where people are moving away and I guess I did too and you know like yeah I think it's like bound to happen around now so I totally was feeling yeah how you're feeling right now like yeah. six months ago
0: so I understand it big time yeah I've been inspired by you talking about it it's it's intense, intense stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've known that I'm going to go there, but it's always like in a, two years. Mm-hmm. It's never like when the lease is up, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's what it actually is. But Would you call that wild thinking? That is exactly what wild thinking is. <laughs> Sarah Louise honoring our sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking with her about all this stuff, and I was talking about some other extra wild things about working on political campaigns and trying to kind of get involved with a couple different things and moving out of New York to Pennsylvania or Wisconsin or, you know, Texas or whatever to work on a campaign in 2018 um, because of a sense of duty. But also I know that I could be good at that and then go to L.A., Mm -hmm. like not try to get jobs afterwards in politics. Like do the thing, help someone get elected, hopefully – And then go do comedy and whatever in LA, and it kind of it's kind. I was talking to her about it, and that's just one of the things. I mean, there's other. There's also like you know, rented trailer in rural New Mexico, and if I really want to be alone all the time, like I am, and how I keep choosing to be in New York. Like, why don't I just go do it for a lot less money and like with mountains outside? You know what I mean? Like, if that's if I really want to be by myself for some time Mm -hmm. and connect, be in nature, like, go do it Mm -hmm. then. Then go do it. Choose not to then. You know what I mean? Like, just if you, anyway. So there's some, this, so I was talking to Sarah about these things and she, she kind of, she was listening and she just, at the end of it, she's like, I love this, all this wild thinking And since she said that, I've just been like, fuck, yes, wild thinking. I'm like, what's the wildest thing that I can think about? And it also reminds me of my cousin Ellie, who lives in Israel, who's talking about being, dreaming outside of dreams, like having even different parameters Mm. than what you're even thought is available to you. Right. And that's kind of, I think, what I think wild thinking is right now. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like what's something that I really hasn't been on my radar, but that could totally happen. Right. You know, I think that's great.
1: Yeah. I've been trying to think along those lines a little more too. And it is weird. Like once you try to do it, you realize like how much you have been limiting yourself. Yeah. About like your, your Idea, ideas about yourself self, and your future, place, future path, what you should be doing. Like, how, I, yeah, I think I've just been realizing that I've been very one-track minded. You know? Uh huh. So yeah. it's interesting to realize that at the very least. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, right? Like this is, this is our life. We have these like lives to live, and there's a lot of different. One of my top three poets,
1: Frank O'Hara, mm. said, and in a poem, and has carved into his headstone at his grave grace to be born and live as variously as possible mm. and that's yeah the thing, you know I think that is the thing yeah. yeah so I don't know if I've been living very very variously <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's. I mean that's definitely it's almost like that's like being bicoastal coastal is a part of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, West Coast days, East, East Coast, Coast nights, and ding dong. Yeah, I just I'm um, I'm trying to yeah do some wild thinking too, and mm-hmm. it feels it feels like it all of a sudden feels like anything is possible, yeah. which is crazy. Like I know that that's not exactly true, but at the end of the day. To get to a place where you could think that way, I think,
1: means you're doing it right. That's a nice thing to say. I feel that to be true.
0: I am uh, just finished with a book called Why I'm Not a Feminist. And I hear yeah, I will be procuring a copy of this book soon. <laughs> <laughs> and Becca has been called upon to participate in this book with me. Um, and we wanted to maybe ask you guys to join us. We don't know what's going to happen. We might not even talk about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you might just want to read it but anyway. But you might want to read
0: it anyway. It's, um, I engaged with it pretty deeply and and agree with a, a lot of it and, and, and went... Insane over a lot of it, so I can't. I really can't wait to talk mm-hmm. with Becca. Jessica about Crispin. It. It's by Jessica Crispin, who um, was in Chicago for a long time and was the editor and she creator books of Book Slut. It. Yep, yep. Jinx. That was good. We did that exactly at the same time. Which is perfect, perfect. As per we usual get, we
1: get our periods at the same time, and we say slut at the same and time. And we know how to
0: say slut at the same time. <laughs> and so, yeah, join us. Join uh, us. If you sluts. feel like it, <laughs> Join you better. Uh, you better run. There's if there's only one thing to do, then you better run, run motherfucker.